Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. What's going on, weirdos? It's Andrew, and welcome back to another week of History for Weirdos, episode number 45 today. Yay, welcome back. Welcome back. Well, this is, since it's episode number 45, mm-hmm. it's the perfect time to mention this. We are five episodes away from our episode 50 special. Woohoo! So, you know what that means, and I feel like I've said this a million times, <laughs> so I'm going to say it a million and one times. We have... A Q&A or an AUA, Ask Us Anything, coming up. Mm -hmm. So again, if you guys want to ask us anything about podcasting in general, our podcast, history, just our lives, Stella, our dog, you know, anything's... Being a married couple that podcasts together. See, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's a shtick right there. Any questions, please feel free to comment on Mm -hmm. our Instagram posts at History for Weirdos. Or send us an email. Yes, exactly. And speaking of Instagram, mm-hmm. I just checked and we are at 1,748 followers on Instagram. So mm-hmm. that means only 28 away from 1776 followers. That's a true history. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right I saw that and I was like, God. I hope you get to see when we're at 1776. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely screenshot it. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll screenshot it. So if you haven't followed us yet, uh, please do so. Make Andrew's dreams come true. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, okay, without further ado, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, I believe it's your story this week because I don't have anything prepared. Yep, it is my story this week, and I am going to talk about a woman named Phyllis Latour Doyle. She is a forgotten spy. A forgotten spy? Up until fairly recently was she recognized for her very cool... Kind of quirky spy efforts. So that means she was a very good spy because we didn't know about yeah, her. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. It's always like, it's always funny when I hear James Bond stuff uh-huh. and it's like, oh, he's the best spy in the world. I'm like, well, the best spy in the world be known for being the best spy in the world though. You know, I feel Ooh. like that kind of defeats the whole point. Yeah, you wouldn't know who the best spy Big was. Big brain thinks smart. Absolutely. Well, I think Phyllis then was a very good spy. Okay, let's go. Let's hear it for Phil. So Phyllis Latour Doyle was an agent for the British Special Operations Executive, the SOE, and she secretly relayed 135 coded messages to the British military before France's liberation in August. So she's a World War II spy. Ah, very cool. But before we continue with her story, I'm just going to take us back to the beginning of her life. Oh, very nice. So Phyllis Latour was born in South Africa. On April 8th, 1921, which is just a few years before my odd boy was born, which is so weird to think about. Her grandmother. Yeah, she's yeah. so old. That's <laughs> really old. I know. Um, her Imagine fa- if she like heard that. Like, we're just she, talking about how old she is. She would agree. She'd she, be like, yeah. She's always like, damn, I'm old. See, see. <laughs> 
So Phyllis's father was a French doctor and her mother was the British citizen. Ah. But like I said, they lived in South Africa, which is where Phyllis was born. So unfortunately, Phyllis's father died within months of her birth. No. As the result of the tribal wars in Africa at that time. Oh my God. I couldn't find more information about his death, but just that sounds terribly tragic. It does. Three years later, Phyllis's mother remarried and her new husband was a race car driver. <laughs> Dude, what? What a cool job and it would have been really new yeah kind of like in downtown abbey it's yeah. roughly the same time yeah the mary's love interest the right. race carter like it's such a new thing um and phyllis would occasion was occasionally allowed occasionally to, to drive the race cars with well, how him. old was she um i actually don't have the date but she's a child she's a okay. little kid she's not driving age at yeah all. i guess you know 100 years ago like literally like they're probably Cars were very new. Probably wasn't a whole lot of laws. Definitely. That's a good point. Um, one day, however, while Phyllis's mom was out for a ride, she crashed the car and died as oh the result gosh. of this accident. So Phyllis was an only child and she went to live with her father's cousin. They had family nearby. Um, so she was orphaned. Oh my god, that sucks. Yeah, I don't, I could, it didn't say if her stepdad also died in that accident. I would think he did, or if he didn't, he didn't get custody of her. She went back to her biological father's family. Mm, okay. So then in 1939, Phyllis moved to Europe to complete her education, right? Oh, uh, so she would have been like 18 at this point. Yep. Okay. So she's off to like study stuff, um, leaving South Africa probably for the first time. So she moved from South Africa to England, and she joined the Women's Auxiliary Air Force, the WAAF, in November of 1941 as a flight mechanic. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. But since Uh Phyllis was fluent in French, she was immediately asked by England's Special Operations Executive Branch, again the SOE, to become an agent. Ah. And she went through vigorous mental and physical training. So let me tell you a little bit about the SOE. So the purpose of the SOE was to conduct espionage, mm-hmm. sabotage. Sabotage. Sabotula. Re- espionage, sabotage, and reconnaissance in countries acu- occupied by the Axis powers, especially Nazi Germany. Right. Makes sense. So SOE agents allied themselves with the resistance groups in different countries mm-hmm. and supplied them with weapons and equipment parachuted in from England. Ah. At the time, few people were aware, of course, that this existed because that's good spy stuff. That's this good people... spy stuff, not James Bond. <laughs> not James Bond. <laughs> um, so those who were a part of it or liaised with it were sometimes referred to as the, quote, Baker Street Irregulars. After the location of its London headquarters on Baker Street. Okay. Uh, I just thought that was cute. That is Sounds like a band name. I know. Baker Street. Irregulars. Irregulars. Instead of regulars. I thought it was cute. Sorry, guys, for my terrible English accent there. (laughs) It was also known as Churchill's Secret Army. Ooh. Or the Ministry of ungentlemanly warfare (laughs) it's like the most english thing i've ever heard isn't that insane (laughs) yeah that's amazing i love that the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare that is so british it like hurts how british that is um but back to phyllis let's go back let's go phil (laughs) so she joined the soe 
in revenge for her godmother's father. Remember, she grew up with like extended family. Right. He was shot by Nazis. Mm. And as a result, um, her godmother, who she was close to and really cared for, was unable to recover from the loss. And she died by suicide. Oh. Um, so Phyllis, like I said, officially joined and was commissioned as an honorary section officer. Do I know what that means? No. Yeah, I don't no know idea. Uh, but she first deployed to Aquitaine in Vichy, France. They have good water, in case mm. you were wondering. Okay. She worked for a year as a spy using the code name Genevieve. 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 So she is a young woman, which mm-hmm. I, I just think this is amazing because she's not... Obviously, she has European heritage, but she's not from like, Europe, you know, and she's so invested. She has, like, a personal stake in this. But not that, like, I'm not trying to belittle, like, her loss, but it's not that personal. And she's really all in from such a young age. She's very passionate about this cause, mm-hmm. which I think is very admirable. It is, yeah. So in May 1944, um, she's 23, mm-hmm. and she parachutes into occupied Normandy to gather intelligence on Nazi positions in preparation for D-Day. Oh, shit. Could you imagine? Yeah, wow. That's that's like a really big deal. It's a really big deal, especially for such a young woman. So she pretended to be a poor teenage girl selling soap to the German soldiers. So she parachutes in. I guess no one sees her do that. <laughs> I think they do it at night. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, how scary. That's really that's terrifying. Especially like you're gonna get parachuted into at night when there's a place where there's no lights. What if you go in the water? I mean I think they fly over land, so... Okay. But still... Oh my god, I would throw up. I'd be so scared. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. To parachute. I'm not trying to, like, belittle it either. It's... That's just terrifying. It is terrifying. So she's... Parachutes in. No one sees her. And then she immediately just assumes this fake identity of a mm-hmm. poor French girl selling soap. Uh, this enabled her to track the soldiers' positions for the Allies she then used radio sets hidden throughout the country to send coded messages back to London. Oh, cool. But the cool, quirky part is how she concealed these coded messages, which was with her knitting materials. <laughs> so she'd walk around with like a basket of these secret coded messages, but mm-hmm. it looked like knitting um, th- stick things. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Phyllis, I'll get to it how we like know about her later mm-hmm. but she is interviewed um by a new zealand magazine and she shares how she used her knitting tool so i'm just going to read quotes from her okay she said i always carried knitting because my codes were on a piece of silk i had about two thousand i could use when i used a code i would just pin prick it to indicate it had gone i wrapped the piece of silk around a knitting needle and put it on a flat shoelace, which I used to tie up my hair. So this is very intricate. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to even follow exactly what she's doing. Yes, me too. I read that many times and I was like, maybe when I read it for the podcast, Andrew will get it. No. But he didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then regarding the level of danger, which you'd imagine there's so much danger in this. Right. And if you're caught, you're dead. Like, it's just you're, you're like summarily executed. Absolutely. Um. Because it was so dangerous, it's actually why she was selected. And again, I'm going to quote her from um, 
a couple more times from this article because she just put mm-hmm. it's her experience and she puts it so well. So the she said the men who had been sent before were caught and executed. Right. I was told I was chosen for that area of France because I would arouse less suspicion. Mm. Makes perfect sense. Right, a woman like in her early twenties, and she's gonna be poor. Like they're not gonna give her a second look. And she's fluent in French. Yeah, and she, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she can't be using the English. Right. That Isn't that crazy? Suspicion. Right. Um, she did come close to being caught more than once, though. Oh. And in that same interview, she recounts the closest call that she experienced. Oh God. And she, Phyllis said. I can remember being taken to the station and a female soldier made us take our clothes off to see if we were hiding anything. Well, that's weirdly civilized of the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> that they were like, you know, so we'll let's have, a, have woman. a woman do it. Yeah. Strange, but okay. <laughs> but okay. She was looking suspiciously at my hair and remember what she keeps in her right. hair. Oh. So I pulled off. So I pulled my lace off the ribbon and shook my head. That seemed to satisfy her. I tied my hair back up with the lace. It was a nerve-wracking moment. I can imagine. Because that's exactly where the like she has she keeps the codes is right. on these little hair ties, and this woman was looking at. Oh my god, I would puke again. Yeah, I couldn't be Phyllis. I would have vomited like five times already. Oh yeah, <laughs> been like, just like thrown up all over this female guard. <laughs> um, so her knitting method of concealment continued to work, and as a result. During her months in Normandy, like I said, she sent 135 secret messages conveying invaluable information on Nazi troop positions, which was used to help Allied forces prepare for the Normandy landings on D-Day and during the subsequent military campaign. She continued her mission until France's liberation in August 1944. Oh, yay! Mm-hmm. So after the war, there's still some weirdness to her story, but in a good way. After the war, um, you know, her, the SOE was officially dissolved on, sorry, it's in like British dates. I wrote it down on January 15th. <laughs> on British dates! Because you know how in Europe, they do the Like the, the date, day, month, month year. year. I hate it. I don't like, I understand, like, I understand why, right? Because it's like the smallest to medium to largest, right? In mm-hmm. terms of unit of time. But like it, just in vernacular, like we always say, oh, January, January 15th. 5th or 15th yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not so it's 15th like, of January. Right, exactly. Plus, I have dyscalculia. Don't mess around with the numbers. <laughs> yeah. It really throws me off. <laughs> so that's why it was taking me a minute to figure this out. But it's... January 15th, 1946. That's okay. when the SOE is officially dissolved. Yeah, so it's the war's been over for a few months at mm-hmm. this point. So there's the official memorial to all those who served in the SOE during World War II was unveiled on February 13th, 1996. Oh, mm-hmm. like 50 years later. Yeah, because it was secret. They were really good spies. They kept the secret for a long time. Yeah, I think Nazis <laughs> at this point. I'm. Just, yeah, I think, yeah, 50 years. I think Nazis at this point, 50 years have kind of... They're gone. Yeah, that's why they're like, okay, let's like <laughs> talk about it now. It's like they were gone. I think like, we're safe. Yeah, I think they were gone pretty a lot sooner than 1996. But okay. Very British to have an abundance of caution as well. Right, right, true, true, true. So this the this memorial was revealed on the wall of the West Cloister of Westminster Abbey. Oh, nice. By Queen. We've been. Yes, exactly. That's why I was like, ah, huh? we've been there. Beautiful. Highly recommend it. So. Right. 
so full of history. Like, this is just a teeny chunk of how much history is there. It's, I mean, incredible. Yeah. Um, A further memorial to SOE's agents was unveiled in October 2009 on the Albert Embankment in London. So there's memorials now. You can go check them out if anyone is in London. Anyone wants to take us to London, we could go all look together. Yeah. I mean, if if anyone wants to buy us tickets to London, like... We won't say no. Yeah, we won't say no to that. Yeah, we'll go. We'll We'll hang out. Yeah, I can annoy you the entire time with, like, history facts. He really can, though. So really Just... think carefully before you invite us to London. <laughs> Is there Roman history there? Oh, of course. Who do you think founded London? There we go, guys. I started the it. Rome. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will not dive down that rabbit hole. And f- Never mind. Nope. Nope. I'm not going. I was literally about to say Is something. Is it short? It's really short. So you go know ahead. how there's the city of London. Yes. Which is, it's different than London. Okay. And that goes back all the way to 1066 with... um. Uh, William the Conqueror. Mm. Yeah, so it's a, it's a that's a long story, but basically, it generally very roughly follows the the old Lon- Londinium, like Londinium? the yeah R- Roman London. That's what they call. That's what it? they called it. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than Londinium, <laughs> but um, yeah, Londinium. That's what I'm gonna call it from now on. But yes, and I believe West- Westminster Abbey is in that city of London, if I recall correctly. Don't yeah, quote I think me on so. that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, because it's, like, right on the water, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and that would have been within the old, like, Roman walls, I believe. Definitely. Yeah, if if it's not within the old Roman walls, it would have been just outside. Man, the Romans, they were everywhere. They really were, man. They They did not stay put. Dude, yeah, Julius Caesar was, like, in Britain at one point. He was in England at one point. Yeah. The first, like, Roman general to do so. We've, Anyways. We've also been in England. That's so. true. We have Julius that in Caesar common and Julius us, Caesar. Man. <laughs> and like the millions of people that have lived in or like England and Europe for the last 2,000 years. Okay, that makes it sound a lot less special. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get back to Phyllis. <laughs> yeah. So as for Phyllis, she's done with her spy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. France is liberated. She's super stoked. She didn't die. She marries an Australian engineer named Patrick Doyle. So that's where she gets her second last name, Phyllis Latour Doyle. Um, together, they have four children. Oh. And she spends her life moving a lot. They live in Kenya, Fiji, Australia, and New Zealand. Wow. So they are a traveling family, which sounds so fun and so cool. Also, what beautiful places to live. Yeah, seriously. Kenya, Fiji, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, the couple, they do divorce in the 1970s. Aww. But Phyllis is still really close to her kids. She moves, She lives in New Zealand on her own, but I think her kids live nearby. And she doesn't tell her kids anything <laughs> about her spy history. No. Like a true spy. She never told them a peep. But apparently one day her eldest son came across a story about his mom online in 2000. What? And that is how her family found out about her heroic efforts. And she's just like, did they, was she already dead? No. Oh, but so like they asked her? Yeah, he was like, mom, is this you, right? It's the same name. Like, I think it was like literally a footnote in something he was reading. Yeah, he's like, wait, what? He's like, that's my mom's name. And she's like part French and she speaks French. Yeah, and she lines up around this This timeline. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So then he... He asks her and she's like, oh yeah, I guess I did that. 
Um, just cash. I just like helped, you know, like the Western powers overthrow, you know, Nazi Germany. You know, you know not a big deal. Not a big deal. Who, ha- who hasn't done that? Who hasn't? So when her kids find out, they are adamant that she come forward and get some sort of medals and recognition. And she at first says, no, no, no. Like, it's not a big deal. She's very humble. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. That's embarrassing. But they're like, no, mom, like people want to thank you for what you did. Right. Um, So she eventually agrees to get her recognition. Yay! And in 2014, in the commemoration of the 70th anniversary of D-Day, Phyllis was awarded France's highest military honor, the Chevalier of Legion of Honor, by the French ambassador to New Zealand. And you know what? What? Um, Josephine Baker, remember when I did the episode on her? She was also granted that honor for her spy efforts during World War II. Whoa. And she's an American living in France. That's crazy. Isn't that interesting? That's super interesting, They both received France's highest military honor. Huh. Really interesting. Uh, Phyllis said that receiving this medal was, quote, a privilege and an honor. Hmm. And guess what, friends? What? Phyllis is still alive. No, are you serious? She's 101. Oh, my God. And she lives in Auckland, New Zealand. She's 101. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't that incredible? I just want to give her, like, a high five, you know? Right? Dude, that means her kids are, like, really old. And, like, yeah. she's... Super duper old. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Phyllis, if you ever hear this. If Phyllis is listening right now, we say old with respect. We say old with respect. Yeah, imagine you're a badass old exp- lady. Imagine explaining to Phyllis in like 1944. Yeah, by the way, what you're doing now, mm-hmm. um, or what you've just done, it's we're gonna talk about it on our podcast like a few decades from now. Yeah, and she'll be like, "What are you even saying?" It's just gibberish. Yeah, it would be gibberish. She's seen. At 101, and having been a spy in World War II, she has seen the world change and transform over and over again. So many times. Like, from her childhood even, like, what a different world, to then post-World War II, what a different world. And then, look at today. Unreal. Like, it's amazing to think of the life that she's lived. Um, so this was a shorter story, but mm-hmm. I, I, I found it on, gosh, some, like, reddit thing or some list or whatever of like right. people that you haven't heard of type of thing and i just had to do the story um and my sources for this episode are threads magazine an article by dana finkel that's a fun last name to say finkel wikipedia of course of course a mighty and the article that i reference where i quote um, Phyllis directly is New Zealand's Army News magazine. Ah, so okay. she did an interview for a military magazine. Nice. Yes, and that is the story of our forgotten but yet remembered, forgotten and then re-remembered yeah. spy Phyllis Latour Doyle. Woohoo! Thank you, Phyllis, for being an awesome spy. I know for parachuting with your knitting needles. <laughs> I know what. <laughs> like that's like so amazing. And then just humbly walking away and being like. I did my job. And, uh, now, and I don't think she would have ever told anyone what she that's, did. That's nuts. Could you imagine living with... I'd want to brag. I'm not going to yeah. lie. No, me too. Be like, I helped overthrow Nazi Germany. No biggie, you know? No big no deal. No big deal. 135 encoded messages. Like, that must have been so valuable. How? And she's still alive. And she's still alive. And all the men they had sent before were caught and executed. Mm. So, like... She That's was taking, terrifying. Terrifying. She was taking a huge risk. 
And she did such a service. She was like a kid. Like a... 23? What was I doing at 23? I was blacked out somewhere. I know. <laughs> like not doing anything. Yeah. You were there. I was there too, and I was blacked out. We were doing nothing nearly as productive. No. We're probably maybe getting ready for a wedding, actually. Were we? <laughs> yeah, I was 24, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. See, not nearly as cool. <laughs> <laughs> we just married each other. That's not as badass. Not nearly as badass. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, weirdos, we hope you enjoyed that little story of Phyllis Latour Doyle. Uh, we're going to post pictures of her. You get to see the cute woman receiving her medals. Uh, please let us know if you had heard of this story. Yeah, because I, I honestly had never heard of this. I hadn't either. Um, I think there's even... There's a series of books, gosh, and I'm forgetting the author's name. One of them's called Resistance. They are like middle grade books mm-hmm. that are fictional, fictionalized versions of real life heroines during World War II. Oh, wow. And they're so cute. I want to get them for Sophie, my sister, who's 13. Um, and they did one on her as well. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so nice. if anyone wanted to look into that. Um, but let us know if you've heard about her. Let us know if there are any other forgotten spies from any age from any era right that we should cover on the podcast that would be super interesting yes please yeah and weirdos as always make sure if you haven't subscribed go ahead and do that on spotify (laughs) (laughs) i almost said shopify spotify i think spotify you follow you follow yes subscribe follow i I, the vernacular is all messed up yes yeah or apple podcasts We're really good at this. We're really good at this. Yeah, exactly. Grade A professionals right here. (laughs) Wherever you're listening to this podcast. Absolutely. Hit subscribe, hit follow, whatever it is. Please rate and review. Share with anyone that you think might find these stories interesting. It helps us continue to grow. Absolutely. And until next time, weirdos. Until next time. Adios. Adios.